You're listening to My Holistic Life, the happiness over everything podcast with your hosts, Den Shay Lee and Natasha McCray. Join the holistic nation and learn the secrets that will take you from fear of judgment and living down to other people's expectations to being free to live life on your own damn terms. By listening to this podcast, you can expect to experience radical self-love, orgasms for lunch, spontaneous trips and vacay, first-class everything, and upgrade your career, friends, and love. Increase self-confidence, elevated mood, and overflowing opportunities. Your friends will praise you. You will be blessed. And your hosts, Natasha McRae is a life coach and filmmaker. Pleasure is her mission. She believes every food experience should be a party in your mouth and that life should feel good. Natasha loves Korean dramas and kayaking. Den Shay Lee is a product development guru and self-care advocate. She loves to travel internationally and never turns down an invitation to enjoy nature. Den Shay believes life should be full of fun and orgasms. My Holistic Life can be found on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms where quality podcasts are found. Now get ready. It's time to put happiness over everything. Y'all, you guys always come in on like the tail end of a conversation Den Shay and I have been having. And this time we had conversation with this amazing person. And I'm always pumped up. So when the, you know, it says three, two, one, I'm getting excited excited for what's to come i'm so excited me too so our last episode i was telling you guys that i was a little in the perimenopausal situation here and aging is something that we need to have a conversation around and have another perspective of i think because i no one really talked to me about that so we have brought an amazing expert on And the reason I'm really excited is because I started reading this book. Y'all know I went to the hospital a few few months ago and the doctor's telling me because I am perimenopausal, my fibroids are degenerating. Long story short, I picked up a book and that book, The Menopause Myth, made me just feel so seen and that I wasn't Mm -hmm. alone. And this is the author of that book. And she does amazing so other things too. So we're going to bring her in. I'm so excited. And <laughs> let me bring you in. Gorgeous. Hello, Hello ladies. Hi. So tell our listeners who they are able to listen to today. <laughs> okay. Well, my name is Ariana Schultz Douglas. I am an obstetrician gynecologist and I practice medicine for about 30 years now. Actually, this year is my 30th year, I believe. Congratulations. Thank you. First 20 years, I focused on maternal fetal medicine, which is high-risk pregnancy. And that was very stressful and demanding and it was really gratifying. I loved it until I didn't love it. And then I Mm -hmm. switched gears and just transitioned as I transitioned, just transitioned into something that was more, uh, felt more authentic and in line with kind of how my thinking and what I was experiencing actually, which was perimenopause. And so as I went through my own menopause transition, I just made a lot of personal changes. The most 
recent one, which has been shaving my head, but just all about embracing the journey and being open to change. So uh, I spend pretty much most of my time educating women on the menopause transition. And I uh, have been affectionately called the menopause master and vagina whisperer. So that's me I love that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Y'all will be able to catch a little bit of the video, but the shaved head is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it is stunning. Mm-hmm. It is bold. It is. I am here. We love it. We're here for mm-hmm. all of it. So I started reading your book. And one of the things that I noticed is how you've painted the picture of myths, like the myths around mm-hmm. menopause. And there are tons of them. There are tons of them. Yeah. And for me, being that I just turned 40, when Natasha brought up the idea of bringing you on as a guest. And I was like, well, I have to get the book if I'm going to have a guest. And I start reading it. I'm like, why am I reading this? And then I'm like, wait, I see myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see why I'm reading this. Like, who would have known? Yeah. That's the whole thing that kind of prompted me to, to do it. Because I was, as you read, I was going through it. And I'm a gynecologist. And then it wasn't until several years in, I was like, oh, I am going through perimenopause. And I didn't really know what that was. And uh, that was embarrassing and frustrating. And then I was like, well, I'm a gynecologist and I don't understand this. Then I know for a fact that women don't, they can't understand this. If I don't understand this, then how can anybody else understand it? So yeah, that kind of started my journey. And then I started just interviewing women, asking questions. And then I realized like, wow, like, Y'all understand it less than I do. And that's really not good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm very in the dark over here. <laughs> totally in the dark. So, tell us what is perimenopause. So, perimenopause, menopause, menopause transition, they're all kind of really all synonyms in a way. They, they kind of mean the same thing. We have different connotations. Most women are like, mm, perimenopause, they kind of can figure out, oh, that's probably around menopause. That's what it means, yeah. peri and menopause. But in actuality, menopause technically is only one day. It's 12 months after your last menstrual period. So, I mean, at most it's a month if you want to consider the time that what we define menopause as, which is 12 months of no menstruating, not because you're on a birth control or just because someone took your uterus out, but just because of the hormonal decline. So that's what the definition is. And so we think of that and we think of older women, you know, hot flashes and yeah, like people yeah. that don't, that aren't relevant to our situation. If you're, I'm, I just turned 56. So if oh, I, honey. um, thank you. you look good. I, I, about to say, yeah. I, know, I was like, I don't want to interrupt, but I was like, yeah. wait a minute, come on now. <laughs> you look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. But that's part of all the things that you can do as you, you know, grow into yourself and embrace that, you know, wisdom and maturity, but also can do some other things to like, you know, keep it, keep it juicy. Yeah. But perimenopause is really the period that leads up to menopause. And so the biggest kind of misunderstanding is that you, people think, oh, I'm not menopausal. Or, I, you know, I got a long way before menopause, which you might have a long way until menopause, but your perimenopause can be eight to 10 years up until you're menopausal. So it's really the beginning of the hormonal fluctuations that happen as you enter into the menopause transition, which 
doesn't end with menopause. Like then you're postmenopausal, and it's not like when you're postmenopausal, you don't still have all the same symptoms. So it's all on a spectrum, and everybody's going to have a whole different experience. Some people are going to have like a two-day perimenopause. Some people are going to have a two-month perimenopause, and some people are going to have a two-decade perimenopause. So maybe not two decades, but over 10 years easily for myself, or yeah, about 10 years, eight, 10 years. So it is that period leading up. So the average time of menopause is going to be anywhere from 45, which is at the earlier end, but it's normal. You can easily and normally be menopausal at 45. And then the average time though, that you are menopausal is 51, but it's on a bell curve. So it could be up to as young as 45-ish and as old as, you know, 56, 57, 58. So mm-hmm. depends on where you're on that spectrum. If you were, if you're going to be menopausal at 45, then that means by 35, 36, you could start having perimenopause and perimenopausal symptoms. So a lot of women, obviously myself included in their late 30s was like, it just never even entered my consciousness that, was that me. this me had anything here. to do. Yeah. So <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I was having hot flashes for years and I was just like, I don't know. I thought maybe I had an infection or something. I didn't know what was going on, but mm-hmm. it did not occur to me that it was had anything to do with menopause. Mm. Yeah. And you can feel so alone in that space, feeling like you're off or you're crazy. That term I hate to use, but you're feeling like, what's going on with me? Am I being irrational? You know, am I having the thoughts that you wrote at the beginning of the book of like homicidal thoughts. I was thinking I have wanted to punch some people in the throat. And in my mind, I'm thinking that's not, that's not me. What is happening? What is going on? I'm the love coach. (laughs) You know, I'm the love coach and here I am wanting to, you know, backhand people. And that's real. Y'all don't, don't hate me on that. Y'all still come to the party, still come to the community. Y'all just, I'm doing all the love. Yeah. She haven't hit me yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, shoot. I know if I tried, I'd be whooped up. But there was something about just hearing this come out of your mouth that puts you at ease, even with the symptoms. Mm-hmm. There's something about yeah. the knowing. It's yeah. about the knowing. Yeah, it's all about the knowing because once it dawned on me, like, oh, and then I, I was just like, oh, because literally I was just like, you know, in the book I do, I talk about wanting to kill my husband and specifically like what would be the most efficient way that I would not get caught. And I don't know. I was just like, God, these are, that's kind of dark, but I was like really there. Like you said, there are times when you want people say things or do things mm-hmm. that I won't say it, that it's warranted, but you at least could understand why you might want to punch him in the throat. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where I would just look at him. Like he wouldn't even open his mouth. And I'd just be like, I just hate you. Like, I, I don't even know why I hate you. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it just got to that point where it's like, I think it's me. I think it's me. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad that you had the gumption to right. actually say that out loud. Because I was mm-hmm. talking to Dinshe and I said, if I hadn't read that in your book, there's no way I would say that on our podcast. I probably would have a conversation behind closed doors with people. Why do I want to punch mm-hmm. people in the throat? Like, but, but to say it out loud because someone else is hearing this and have had right. the thought and it's going to lead yeah. them to get your book or go check with your doctor. There's going to lead them to 
connect with other individuals who are going through something or went through something so they know they're not alone. That's the biggest thing for me, just to know I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It goes yeah. such a long way. And the biggest thing for me is that I really am looking to women in my community for the next stages of life and what to expect since, you know, my mother has already passed young. My grandmothers are both gone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where would you get this dialogue if you don't yeah. have those women in your family? Because it's not openly spoken about and no doctor has ever mentioned it to me as well. Right? Yeah. It's a challenge. And I think we're just in a really unique space because there's just a lot more information and understanding, just like with everything, Mm -hmm. just in terms of gender identity and just Mm -hmm. everything. It's like I was talking to actually my daughter last night and she is, she's about to turn 18 and she's a brilliant, beautiful woman. And I realized when I was listening to her and I was like, you know, I really am old, like not old, but it's like, this is a whole new generation. And I am so like not informed around some things. And your mother just didn't know, like, I can't teach her certain things because I literally have no idea. So we were watching this show um, and it was really about, it's about a gay relationship between two young boys at school and, and just how they're navigating, understanding their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like as I was watching it with her and I realized like, that's like, I just never even entered my consciousness. Like, mm-hmm. I know this is a thing and I know people would struggle, but I never really sat down. Think about it. What's well, just like with menopause? Like we don't, nobody mm-hmm. really sat down and thought about it. And our lives are so different now than what they were 30 yeah. years ago. Like your mother couldn't help you on most levels. Like most people I talk to, they didn't know either. And what they understood no. was not correct. So just like what mm. we understood growing up about so many things just just wasn't correct. And we didn't even know how incorrect we were because we were just like, right. you just don't know. It's yeah. bliss. And it's not bliss. Yeah, that's, re- that's real talk. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's just you just in the, you don't know. Right. <laughs> you don't know any better. And that's what I was telling her. It's like, you know, you have to have patience with me. I don't know any better. The issue was there was this apparently uh, trans person. And I was like, because I kind of came into the point in the show where it was like, I knew that the storyline was around these two gay men. So when I saw the trans person, I thought, oh, well, what's her issue? Or what's her story? She's like, there is no story. And I'm like, well, there has to be a story. And then as I watched and, and I was like, oh, they really, they really did incorporate her in a way that there really was no story there. It was like, she, they're trying to normalize this. Like that's and just who she's just like, she chose to be. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, well, and I said, you know, you really need, I grew up in, I was born in 1966. Like mm-hmm. these are not conversations that we had. And so mm-hmm. we have to really stretch to learn and understand that there's so much that we still don't understand about how we're growing yeah. and changing. And yeah, yeah, it's a thing. And it's a matter of being open to learning. So even for the woman listening, maybe going through this, is she open to learning? Because I had to be open to learning. You know, my, my child is non-binary. And so I'm constantly learning from yes. them about how to do certain things. So if a woman is going through like perimenopause or menopause, is she reaching out to the book? Is she asking her older friends? And that's what I hope to encourage people to do, to not Mm -hmm. just be in the experience and then getting the lesson, 
but actually going, you know what? There's something I don't know, and I may not even know what that is, but let me reach out to grab it. And I think life, to me, for my life, it's a lot easier to navigate when I do that because yeah. I'll, I'll have information that in this moment may not know how to apply it, but look up two months, two years later, I'm like, oh, oh, yes, I have this information. I really enjoyed how the book was written as well, because it was, I would say, an easy read, like a very challenging subject to kind of bring awareness to and lean into acceptance. It's a bit challenging, but the way that it was written was so good. And I love how you wrote like the myths. And one of the myths is menopause is the beginning of the end. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, <laughs> but in actuality, no, I wasn't willing to accept that. That's why that had to be a myth. Whether it's a myth or not, it was not, it was not going to be my reality. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us how you did like reframing that, that aging and yeah. embracing getting older. Tell us what you did. Our listener can hear and maybe get some insightful information that they can kind of infuse into their world or me, not just a listener. Go on and <laughs> yeah. go on and educate me, Dr. Right. Ariana. <laughs> I ain't gonna act like I'm on a soapbox. I'm here as a student. Yeah, it's um, been a really interesting journey because within the last 10 years, I've, I've actually been, I've gotten into this whole aesthetic space, which prior to me being in that space, I mean, literally 10 years ago, somebody had said, put some Botox in my face. I'd be like, why would you do that? For what reason? It sounded ridiculous to me because that just mm. wasn't, that wasn't my reality. That wasn't, I didn't know anybody who was doing that. I don't know if it's just a black woman thing, but I know I have a lot of, you know, Caucasian clients, Latina clients. So, but for me, it wasn't like I said, oh, I'm going to embrace aging. It was just, I started my practice uh, after I did an integrative medicine fellowship. So I'd done all these years doing high-risk pregnancy and I literally just, it really like started a whole new career. It's, I was still a doctor, yeah. still doing OBGYN, but I'm doing something like that is, has nothing to do with what I had done for 20 years. And then, mm -hmm. so I first started just, I said, oh, I'm just going to do some coaching and help people with food and hormones. And then I just happened to have a, a woman working there who was an esthetician and she was like working at the front desk. So she's like, oh, let's do a few facials. And then but then I realized that women were more interested in the facials than learning how to eat. So then mm -hmm. I was like, wow, hmm. <laughs> okay. So it was like, I had an idea of how this business was going to go. It had nothing to do with what I do now, which is aesthetics and vaginal rejuvenation and hormone replacement. Like literally, if you had told me I was going to be doing that, I would have called you a liar. And <laughs> I'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. But um, so as I got into it and realized like, oh, you could like put stuff in your face. You don't have to look fake. Like we're so used to seeing people, especially like in Hollywood that just, it's like, yeah. why does she do that to her face? But there's ways. And so I've learned how to mix science with art and, and aesthetics mm. and understanding. And I realized that was just a skill that I realized, like I, I have an artistic side of me and it was like, I could take my art and apply science and help women like look like the bomb. And it was like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, this is fun. So I would just do that on me. And I just learned like things that, you know, built collagen. You could still put filler in your face or Botox and all these things that, and I'm not saying that you have to, but you know, once you start getting into it and you 
you realize like, oh, this is okay. And I probably wouldn't be doing it if I didn't have a business that did it. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. go like, oh, I'm going to go over here and have somebody put Botox in my face. Like at that probably, I probably wouldn't be doing it if I weren't doing it. You know, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sense. That does. Yeah. It makes sense. But it's so important that when a woman feels like she looks good, she actually feels good. And whether that's getting your hair done or your nails done or getting some Botox or, you know, whatever it is that we... That's on my list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you finish your thought, but we gonna, I'll, oh. I'll go back to that. Let's finish your thought. <laughs> I thought it was the BBL, Natasha. Oh, yeah, that oh. too. But they have to do the tuck because you remember in July when I came home from our anniversary in June, literally a month later, I was 10 pounds more and hadn't changed my eating yeah. habit. And it's all in my lower abdomen. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because I think all our listeners want to know, what can we do with our tummies? Like, right? Get some cool scope, girl. No. <laughs> Yeah, technology is crazy. Like I just got a new toy and I call them toys, a new toy in my office and it's called Insculpt. And it's basically, it's the equivalent of doing like 20,000 crunches. So you just put the paddle on your tummy, it burns fat and builds muscle and you literally don't have to move. Now that said, I did a physique contest, my first physique contest ever last year. And I like refused to do any of those things until after the contest. Cause I, I was like, this is like, I want this to be a hundred percent. I don't want anybody saying, oh, she used all her stuff in her mm-hmm. office. I'm like, no, I did this hardcore. And I only did that because after I shaved my head, I was like, you can't be like bald and fat and just look ordinary. Like you've got to have something else going for you. <laughs> look at you. So and your arms are amazing. Your arms are yes. absolutely amazing. Yes. I was like, yeah. I need to go lift some weights. Me too. I'm like, push up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I found a good, great community of women that are really into weightlifting and I love weightlifting. So anyway, my point is that there's technology. I mean, the hormonal changes are really real. And really that belly fat has a lot to do with just the hormonal changes. Your decline in estrogen, which affects your cortisol which affects mm. your belly fat. And so that's probably one of the most common complaints. I got this little roll of fat. I can't get rid of it. And I got a big roll. Sorry. I yeah. mean, mine is a big <laughs> roll and it's like, I eat healthy. I, you know, follow all the different dietary. I'm really holistic with things I put in my body. Mm-hmm. I work out. I love to move. And I'm just like, this is just so stubborn. Like, what yeah, is this? It is. It's real. So we need to schedule time to come to get M school. Well, we going with you. We going to Arizona. We going to tu- <laughs> we going to Tucson to we going to Tula Wellness. That's where we going. <laughs> yeah, it's take that location. <laughs> yep, that's a great location. We need to do that. Yes, <laughs> I like that location. Happiness yeah. over everything. Vacation. I like it. Yeah, I love it. I love that. But yeah, so I'm not saying that, I mean, there's definitely a lot to be done in terms of balancing hormones, but it's not like once you get a reasonable balance of hormones, that it's all just going to disappear. Like, I mean, I don't have the exact answer for how to get rid of that. I mean, I have a couple of different ways and I, I mean, and I'm not saying again, that's the only way, but it's a really good way because when you do some of these treatments, it like permanently gets rid of fat cells. And so, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. You still got to do the work. There's still lots of work that has to mm-hmm. be done. Yes. But once you've done, but I have a lot of clients, they do the work. They work out five days a week. Mm-hmm. They eat like super clean. And it's like, 
they can't get rid of yeah. it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we'll just put a little bit here. Boom, it's gone. And they still keep doing the work. Mm-hmm. Right. Just a little help. <laughs> just a little help. Nothing wrong with a little help. A little assistance. I love that because sometimes we think that, oh, I didn't do the work. This is why this is happening. I'm not doing this. Or we, you know, someone might look at, compare two different people and they're both doing the same thing or eating the same thing and their bodies are just different. That's naturally, you know, the case, but it's also okay to get the help. I'm hearing that because I was kind of judging, I was judging myself on that. Like, oh, I'm not doing enough of this. Like I do need to do some sit-ups. I will do that, you know, and do some more working out. But one of my girlfriends always tells me just like, um, cause she had her, her breasts augmentated but she had children. She always had smaller breasts. She had children. She was just like, I don't feel like a woman. I just don't feel great about myself. But it was leading to other things. It was leading to mental health challenges, depression. And then she was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I don't care what people say. I'm going to get my breasts done. She got her breasts done. She a a totally different, vibrant person. And if that's all it took was that little bit of help for her to just be living her best life, that's the help she needed. That is so true. And that is what I have finally learned doing aesthetics and that why I finally come. And it's taken me years to embrace aesthetics because my first aesthetic procedure, if you're not including like piercing my ears, was because I have hypothyroidism, my eyebrows like kind of disappeared. So when you don't have eyebrows, it just doesn't frame your face. And so for years, like like 20 years, I was like drawing my eyebrows on by the half the day, they'd be gone. And it was just, it was just bothering me. So finally, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you can tattoo eyebrows. And it was like a, a shift. And I was like, wow, that was so meaningful to me that mm. to not have to draw my eyebrows on every day. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. be like, just, I don't know, it just was a thing. And then I realized everybody's got that thing, right? And yeah. It's no judgment. Like I tell people all the time, like, you know, they say, well, what do I need? I'm like, you don't need anything. I'm not here to tell you what you need. I'm here to help you see yourself better. And mm-hmm. if that means that we're going to just touch this little area up so that you can stop focusing on it so you can yeah. see your whole self better, then that's what we're going to do. You don't need Botox. You don't need filler. You don't need any of this. Like this is a first world problem. What you need to do is figure out what is going to give you, you know, what is that thing? And, but let's keep it balanced with it, not get overboard. Like, just like, oh, and this little line and this and that. And it's like, no, it's just enough to give you. But what I notice is that once you give a woman that confidence and she mm-hmm. can, then she just, she'll be walking out the office like, mm-hmm, yeah. yes, and she's just <laughs> yes. a different person. And then they come back and they're like, they're got their out, they're looking all cute and their hair is done. And it's like, who are you? And it's like, and it translates into their life. And I'm like, wow, right. who would have thought that just smoothing out a few lines or doing yeah. this would have changed you? And it gives you confidence. Maybe you're going to go on a job interview. Maybe you're going back into the dating scene. Maybe you're just feeling insecure in your relationship and you just need that thing. So yeah, now I love that, but I, strongly firmly believe there is a balance like it isn't about being up in my chair every other day trying to fight you know what the inevitable is it's like it's going down yeah. it's all going down baby so let's just do it <laughs> gracefully 
Let's yeah. do it gracefully. Yeah. That's, that's the word. That's <laughs> the word. Yeah, with some <laughs> grace. I think we talked about yeah. that on our last episode. I think so. It's So would you say that it's the awareness and also not being afraid to get the assistance that you mm-hmm. desire? Yeah. Like, what is that? What's around that? Because I know that some people don't want to get, they're like, no way, I can't go get these things done. But then they're just silently suffering themselves yeah. by themselves. I don't know, because like I said, like if I weren't in this industry now, I, I don't know what you'd have to say to me to get me into it. Because I don't, again, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. I look at myself from a picture like 15 years ago to now, like I literally look younger now than I, I did mean, 15 years ago. I mean, we looked at your ago. book cover when I saw your bio and the photos and I was like, is this the same person? It's like, yeah, just yeah. even on your book cover, I was like, wow, she looks different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There so was a I definitely can see it. I see the light in your eyes as well. Yes, um, that's the main thing. I think it was the light yeah, in the eyes, the light in the eyes. It's been a really interesting place because growing up, I was not the cute girl. My friends were always like the pretty girl and Y'all, I would always be the cute. one. I would be the one that would just be like, okay. And literally I would be like the person in the back, like, oh boy, here we go again. Like, I just never got any love. I still don't feel, I still don't, I don't know. Anyway, that's not important, but in any case. (laughs) Well, the inside takes a moment to catch up. Yeah. Mentally, because you have years, you have those years of doing that. So it's not going to happen. It's like, it's going to take some, some time for you to catch up. And now happening. it's like my clients coming like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, that is so weird to me. Cause I was just, I'm not the beautiful <laughs> one. Like, I know that's not me. You are gorgeous. So I'm still like mm-hmm. working with that of like, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes me uncomfortable to be honest. Cause I'm, I'm just, it's odd. And so, and I've struggled with my hair for so long that one day, mm-hmm. cause I was, you know, my book cover, that's a wig. And so one day, I mean, I had really? hair, but I didn't have all that hair. Oh. And so mm-hmm. once I started losing my hair, I was like, well, I'll just put a wig on. I look cute. This is better hair than what I had. So I'll just do that. But living in Arizona, it's like 100, literally 100 degrees. Last year, around this time, this has been about a year since I shaved my head. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just don't think I can go to another summer with this thing on my head. Like, it's hot. It's just too hot. I can't do it. So I just said, well, let me just see what I would look like. And then once again, my daughter came in and she's like, mom, you need to do that. And I was like, are you nuts? I was like, I would never walk out. I would have never even thought about it if she hadn't said to me, no, you need to do that. And I was just like, out of the mouths of babes. I know. We're going to go get our, our, my husband doesn't know this or her dad. (laughs) We're going to get our noses pierced today. She's going to be 18. I've been wanting to get mine re-pierced. I had one when I was little. I've been wanting that. Yeah. I feel like we could talk to you forever. Yes. <laughs> We're chatters. Just getting started. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting started. Just getting started. So we want to make sure that before you go, we talk about the self-care aspect of the aging gracefully. You have a huge section in the back. I call it huge because it just got my attention. But you have a section in the back of your, of your book that touches on self-care and the jewels of the journey of perimenopause and menopause. What do you have to leave our listeners with on that subject? I keep saying our listeners, but it's really me too. Me too. 
<laughs> well, the jewels actually, um, what the jewels are gratitude, acceptance, patience, purity, prayer, service, silence, love, and discipline. I think I got all 10 of them. Yeah. And um, they actually had nothing to do with menopause. They really started for me, that's a whole nother story, but my journey went from losing um, a seven month pregnancy, kind of being abandoned for lack of a better word by my partner at that time mm. and, and getting really sick, being in the hospital, and then realizing like a few years later that I had infertility and it was just a journey. Like it was a big journey. So what I started understanding was that the journey really had to start with gratitude of where I was mm. and accepting and being patient with the journey and the process. So that has really just gone on for, gosh, at least the last 20 plus years for me, but going through menopause and it's really, it, it's really not about menopause. It's about life. Like you have yeah. to start mm-hmm. with gratitude and go down that list when you're feeling like you're just not in a, in a good space. And so that's kind of my go-to list that I started sharing with patients and, and leaning on myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know what was the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry we just, we wanted to just we wanted to know more about the jewels of the journey, and I think you okay. really have you explained it. it perfectly. You answered it perfectly. You answered it yes. perfectly. I need to work on how I word my questions too. Sometimes I'd be like, "Let's talk about all this yeah. stuff." <laughs> but it, you, I mean, you answered that perfectly, and I think the jewels of the journey. Yes, they are all about life, but they're also touchstones for different moments of life. That's what I'm hearing. Right. Um, yeah. So, exactly. yeah. So women who are going through that perimenopause, menopause journey, or just challenging moments in life. Any in challenging life. moment. Yeah. Any challenging moment. It's like, if you start with gratitude, you'll, it's really going to go a long way. You, I firmly believe like if you're going through, you have to start with gratitude. Otherwise you can't, you can't really have a filter that works well for you and um and then the last jewel is discipline and it's really just discipline to go back to the top of the list and go keep doing it because we forget you know yep it's Mm -hmm. very easy to forget every Mm day i mean in the moment you have to go back and so the jewels kind of came to me so to speak and i didn't i really didn't understand what they were for years i was like i don't understand this list i I really was something that i feel like just kind of got spoken to me Ooh, like a divine um, download i love yeah, that yeah yeah, I love yeah. Those. it felt like that and then i was like i don't know and discipline like I, that's a that's a four-letter like, word mm, not that one I yeah, that's that. <laughs> like why is that <laughs> even on the list like it just didn't make sense but it yeah. it wasn't until really probably a few years ago it's like oh you gotta have discipline to keep going back and do this list that's really yeah. what the discipline is but it was really i would call it a divine download because i was just like i don't understand like no no mm. Don't want well, to do that. We're so glad that you dropped them jewels on us. <laughs> there yes. should be a rap song about that one, didn't she? Dropping jewels. Oh, Natasha but... likes to rap and sing. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Whenever something comes, it's like musical notes go crest. Right. That's because probably that's like something I really wanted growing up and I never got probably. around. Probably. <laughs> we're going to make sure, we're going to make sure you have some type of life celebration one of these days where you get to be on stage and you rap to us. Oh, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. But I, those, I mean, those jewels, this message, the knowledge that you have is invaluable. And we thank yes. you so much for being a guest 
how can our guests get in touch with you or your systems or methods or get just a little bit more? Can I just get a little bit more of Dr. Ariana? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually, I have finally, after years, embraced Instagram. I know I'm just finally getting getting my little Instagram game going on here. So Dr. Ariana. So I've finally understood like why I have to do that. I understood it, but I just didn't want to do it. But I'm doing mm -hmm. it. Same with Facebook and my websites, just Dr. Ariana. Everything's pretty much Dr. Ariana. And then hopefully I'm going to be talking more about all these things we talk about in another new new podcast that I'm trying to start, nice. which is called Stay Juicy. So just keep hey, an eye out for juicy. that. Hey, Juicy. Yeah, it's about <laughs> juicy lives, juicy experiences, and definitely juicy vaginas. I'm just yes. saying. <laughs> yes, we love it. I love it. So thank you. <laughs> she dropped the mic. So we thank you so much. We will be in touch and we love you. And thank you for gracing us today with your Thank knowledge. you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. That was beautiful. I just felt like I wasn't alone in this, this whole process and the knowledge that she was dropping just, I don't know, just touched my soul. It touched me so good. Mm-hmm. This week's holistic ism is I embrace aging as a journey and seek out those who will help me along the way. Mm. Mm -hmm. Say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I embrace aging as a journey and seek out those who will help me along the way. Yes. I think it's important that we settle into that, that it's yeah. okay to get some help if you want yeah. it. It sure is. And we want your help. We want you to go onto our IG and answer the question of the week. What symptoms that we discuss surprise you that they are related to perimenopause and menopause? Yes. Who knew? Here I am at 40 and I'm talking about menopause. <laughs> Lord, I know. I know. That's why I think this episode was so important. So we thank yeah. you guys for tuning in. We love you. We will see you here again next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, boo. Hey, Natasha McRae here. I want to personally invite you to join the whole nation where the conversation continues. Go to myholisticlife.com where you can take the How Ho Fabulous Are You quiz, share your thoughts and ask questions and join in on the fun with our polls and challenges. Be a part of a community ready to enjoy a life of happiness, satisfaction and serenity. Join us at myholisticlife.com.